Our clients are made up of large-scale retail department stores, marijuana dispensaries, cash vaults, casinos, private banks. We're not federal. We're essentially middlemen. Hundreds of millions shifting through here every week. We got 12 trucks, two or three guards in each. A driver, a messenger, and a guard, each moving up to 15 mil a day, and sometimes more, which can attract unwanted attention. I won't lie, it can be dangerous, which is why we train you properly and pay the premium rates, so we can all sleep better at night. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. And starts to like cry like a little girl. Yeah, actually, I am in L.A. Hey, cool, why don't you come down and film set? I'll give you some lines. You can be a guy that gets shot in the face. Are not referring to, like, polar bears. It's referring to constellations. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The, the, the greater good. Uh, that's not, that's horrible. That was supposed to be Jason Statham. He's more British, I guess. Yeah, he's, the, not, the, a, he's not a greater, troll. Greater good. <laughs> I can't, well, he's got the dark, raspy, what? deep voice. I don't know what exactly how else to do. <laughs> what part of the European continent are we even on? <laughs> it, it was almost an Austrian, like, Schwarzenegger thing. <laughs> well, I, no, tried. I think that was I Danish. Tried. That's all I got to say. It was yeah, Dutch. I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, those people, in, you know, the, the, the long lost family in, in Russia that got lost in Siberia and, and never found civilization. So <laughs> that's more like it. Sounds very so. good action hero backstory. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was an adventure in of itself. This is episode yes. 399. 399, guys. Like 99. 399. Like that's wow. almost 400. It's incredible. You know, too bad we're we're just quitting right now. Tonight, yeah, just, this is the last one. This is it. This is it. This is no no more after this. Well, as much work as I put into next week, by God, we're gonna do it. I don't <laughs> care what happens. I'm even if I'm doing the trivia by myself, I'm I'm doing that. Uh, but not. But that's next week. Tonight, what are we doing? We're talking about Wrath of Man, which I really hate that name. It like I feel it like really it, is. It's very misleading. Yeah, when you told me we were doing Wrath of Man, I thought it was an old movie. An old, old movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, thought it was we, a Star Trek film. I, well, it, it's funny because <laughs> when you type Wrath of Man like in the GIF bar on Twitter, the, there's two for this movie and about 48 for Star Trek. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, and, and of course, this movie does have a pretty fun and good Star Trek connection, which we'll get to way later in the episode. I am Sean Allred. And joining me tonight is Andrew. Why was Andy Garcia in this movie, Jimison? Uh, hello, Dad Bod Sean and Clever Girl Sam. <laughs> those are your nicknames for this. Uh, since everyone in this movie had a nickname, those are yours. Oh, no one had. Well, well, yeah, nice. No one had yeah. real names. It was everybody had a nickname. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It so even came up in the credits that way with the little like <laughs> pop-up video style thing you can get when you pause. Yeah. <laughs> and it lists all the actors and their characters that are yeah. in that scene. Like he came up as H. H. Yeah. Well, that's how H. he's listed also in on the IMDb, you know, the thing that Andrew will read here in a little bit. Like um 
I still think that Josh uh, Josh Hart Hartnett, his was the worst. Boy Sweet Dave. That that's a weird name, but uh, I thought it was Boy Sweat. Boy oh, Sweat. Oh Sweat. Yes. Boy Sweat. Sweat. She's yeah. even weirder, to be honest. Boy Sweat Dave. Yeah, it's it gross, but whatever. <laughs> How did he get that nickname? We do not want to know. Yeah, I well, room. I kind of do want to know. Like, I feel like there's there's so much backstory in this movie that we don't get, like including. Why is Andy Garcia in this thing? Like, I don't really know what his role was other than to be a guy in a car. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Sam. What? It was so nice to see Josh Hartnett again, Vector. It certainly was, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and it was. Oh. Was well. So that was, <laughs> I, I, that was awesome. Yeah, I think you unplugged yourself. Yeah, or you muted there. yourself. Say that again, Sam. It was nice to what? It was nice to see him get killed again. Oh. So Again. that was that was quite nice. Yes, um, I'm not a Hartlet Hart Hartnet fan, I guess you could say. So yeah, that's fine. Um, but Sean, yeah, just so you know, there mm. was many many bullets going everywhere in this film. But I my preferred way to kill you in this one would definitely be the plastic bag over the face. Oh my gosh! So, We're gonna talk yeah. about that. Yeah, the yep. plastic bag. So Ugh. I thought I'd let you know. Thanks, I appreciate that. Anytime, bud. Thanks, man. All right. And making her Cheap Seat Reviews debut. I'm very excited to announce September. Why not just tell your crew the plan from the Geek Grills podcast and fellow America's Next Top Podcaster contestant? Welcome to the show. Salutations. I'm glad to be here. Oh, thank you for filling in. Uh, we had a little uh, scheduling conflict, and you you uh, answered the call, and I really appreciate it. And also, I guess it's officially nice to uh, to actually meet you, even though we uh, were contestants together. We didn't uh, actually uh, we didn't get to uh, team up in the, in the early stages. Spoilers! And, come on. Well, spoilers. I think everyone knows <laughs> at this point that I am no longer in the competition. So. The Sean Pocalypse. The Sean Pocalypse happened, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but keep listening and and find out what happens with uh, with September. So. Absolutely. Lots of exciting stuff still to be released. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yes, and I know about some of it. Not all of it, but some of it. Uh, <laughs> only what they're willing to tell me. But you know, it it gets uh it gets a little lonely in the. Uh, we're not lonely. It's a little, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter. I was just going to say something about the ex-contestants room. We literally have our own lounge in, in Discord, mm-hmm. and there's cookies and soft drinks, and it's, it's lovely. <laughs> but you can still come in the main Season 4 contestants chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I can. you I could just... have listened to the episodes ahead of time. Uh, well, you're right. I guess I could have. I just didn't because I was yeah, angry. Yeah, a lot and of people didn't. You know, <laughs> needed time to recover. Yeah, it's an emotional thing, but that's not what we're here to talk about. What we are here to we're talk not? about. Oh, I thought that's what the whole point of tonight was. It's I mean, a, we can intervention, intervention for Sean. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> we need, we need to pump pump up his self esteem and just really get him going now. Oh, I appreciate that. You know what? All I can say is is that in my exit moment. Uh, I was very kind of relieved when um, Justin Robert Young very plainly said, we have to follow the rules, which, which yeah. was my way of his way of saying, you weren't the worst one of the, you know, like, 
If we could have kicked someone else out from a different team that lost two weeks in a row, we would have. But unfortunately, them's the rules. And then I bet you they probably were kicking themselves a little bit for not kicking out Kersey before me, but still. Maybe maybe a little. I I imagine your your exit from the show was a lot like Nixon. He got on the chopper and. I was very gracious. Signs. I was annoyed. I was. I was. I was kind of surprised, <laughs> but I. I feel like I. I didn't burn any bridges, and uh, um, I was very. I felt very gracious, and in my exit, like little chat that I that you have to do that's for the end. Again, I thought I was nice. I guess I don't know. So, go listen to it, Americans Next Top Podcaster. If you want to listen to people uh, get really upset. Then that's a good place to do it. Also, it's a competition. All the, no, no, no. They, people aren't getting upset. Upset. Just, just the one time. So, I think everybody's been pretty good as far as I've heard um, in the competition. Well, there was another time, but it wasn't recorded. So, oh. But okay. if you yeah behind the scenes, uh, if I you know. listen to another person's podcast, you can hear them rant about it there. I'll tell you about it later. Oh, I know. I know exactly nice. what you're talking about. And uh, that was fun to hear later. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to we're going to move Ooh. on. So Wrath what? of Man. No, I want to keep going. Let's yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Let's no, no. totally sabotage. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep going. Wrath of Man, 2021's <laughs> movie, The Wrath of Man. I keep wanting to say The Wrath of Man. It's a Guy Ritchie film. So I picked this yes. movie. Because I like Guy Ritchie films. We've done a yep. few for the podcast, I think. We've done yep. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. We've done Snatch. Good, yeah. uh, we did... What else? <laughs> I can't think of those other ones. Because we've not done... <laughs> uh, oh, we did Sherlock Holmes, right? We did Sherlock Holmes. We did yep. that, yeah. And uh, we didn't do Man from Uncle. We have not done Man from Uncle, but that would be a good one for us to do. That would. I've heard that's good. It's, I've heard, yeah, I've I've seen it. It's, it's not too bad. It's fine. It's a good. It's just a good time. Yeah. I I do want to see Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and um, I think we had the gentleman on our list. I think it's on our schedule. Also, I think I can't remember now. Uh, anyway, I like Guy Ritchie films. I'm just gonna be honest. I just I like his movies. I think they are you know, interesting and fun and whatever. And so when I saw that this movie was streaming, I thought this would be a good one to do. And was I right? Was I wrong? I guess we'll find out here in just a little bit. So Andrew, please tell people what this movie is because there's probably people that don't know what this is. The plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. That doesn't really tell you anything about the movie. It just tells you who we follow in the movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah but at the, at the same time, you can't really give this one away. Yeah. With, with the weird route it takes. Um, I, I was appreciative of not knowing where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do five words here in just a second. But out to to Sam's point, particularly, this movie does not have a linear timeline. It is not start at the beginning, get to the end. There's your story. Yeah. Right. This is we're gonna start here in the present, and then you go back five months, and then you skip ahead some time, and then and then like we almost have like a, a bookend, and then we go back again. Like there's almost two <laughs> different stories happening. 
and then we and then yeah. we merge and then we, uh-huh. we go forward. Because if you just told it sequentially, it would have been a Liam Neeson movie. Um, <laughs> any yeah. number of them. Yeah. And, and Instead, he tried to be Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and mix it all up and chop it into pieces in a really weird way. Like it took until like almost 40 minutes in to start. Then they started shifting the time around and putting these random subtitles that someone is going to say at some point or, you know, a line like it it just took so long to start treating it that way. It was kind of jarring. Yeah. So the first, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So the movie does have basically it's a three act system, and the movie tells you. I mean, hits you over the head with a with the title card. This is Act One. This is Act Two. This is Act two, Three. They just mm-hmm. they're just not called Act One. It's just a line from the movie. It's a it's a it's a an ominous line from the from that that section. And uh, and we go from there. So we'll start off here with our five word reviews, Sam. All right, um, I've got two, and um, I have the first one is a long dark road to revenge, which is pretty much the the what it is. Yeah. But then I wrote a uh, puzzle pieces make story interesting, and I was really confused at the beginning. I could I still don't quite know if he worked for the for the feds or if he was trying to rob the truck to begin with. I'm not 100% sure what was going on with that. So I don't know if you guys could clue me in if I missed something or whatever. But um, I I w- sat down wanting to not like this. And just like a lot of Guy Ritchie movies, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty darn good. I liked the story. I liked the fact that we got to know the villains and um, and, and knew why they were doing what they were doing and kind of – how it was going to happen and and how the pieces of uh, Jason Statham uh, came together at the very end to finally get his revenge. So I enjoyed the way the story was told. It was different and interesting the way he did piece these things from different avenues kind of coming in all at once um, to finally finally set the story straight. So... Uh, the only yeah, the only confusion I had on this was simply where did Jason Statham or H, I guess we could call him, where did was he a Fed? Was he a police officer? No, was I don't. He, what was he? What was he? He was a the top guy in like one of the boss. criminal organizations. Okay, so they were yeah. trying to to rob the truck at some point. Yeah, he was there to do recon for yeah. his own crew to rob the truck. And then the okay. the army ex ex army group got there first. First, oh, okay. But the part that I'm confused about is where Andy Garcia comes in because he's clearly a Fed. He's like CIA or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's almost like they have history and they're like buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, his contact in you know mm-hmm. because when it's he, like. It's like they were in a cop, in a buddy cop movie together at one point where the the uh, criminal has to team up with the cop and then this is the aftermath. Yeah. But they never showed that part. They no, they didn't. No. Why? No, just Andy random Garcia, FBI guys. Unless Andy Garcia was a, a the, the boss to Jason Statham or something or, he, or you know was... a head boss or something, but it just it felt really I I wanted to know where he came from. I, I did think that too. was my only Yeah only issue with it is just why is he because well, there was one was... short 
scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, his the his underlings were like, we found H. It was like we found the guy, and he's working for this security thing, and he's like, no, no, let him do his thing. And you know, and but then we find out later that he had also given him a list in the past of other bad guys that could have been that killed his son. Oh, okay. So that's See? how they work together. They just they didn't go into it that that far. So that's why he left the money behind and everything else. Because yeah. basically, basically what the the feds did was hire this, let him take care of the issue um, his own way, rather than them coming in and. And yeah, it, 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 it kind of felt like Garcia was like, okay, hey, here are a list of bad guys that we want dead, but we can't yeah. <laughs> we can't prosecute because we don't have evidence. So if you kill them, fine. Just only kill these guys on the list. Yeah. And that's kind well, of it was like what, enemy of my you know, enemy is my friend situation because yeah. the FBI was looking for the guys that pulled off the heist. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and so when so Andy was Garcia it. was like, yeah, here's this guy. Just leave him the F alone because he's going to take care of things. So it was just still a little ambiguous. And maybe we've sussed it out enough that it's fine. But even in the movie, <laughs> I thought, like, because he's in the very last scene where he just yeah. goes upstairs. And so part of me is thinking, is he, is he there to take the money or is he just there to oversee the crime scene until the police can get there to reclaim the money? You know, like, because part of me thought he's gonna steal some of that money. Like he's, yeah, right. He's he's not exactly a by the book agent, either. So I I I got a feeling Andy Garcia just bought himself a, you know, a nice new car or something, an island somewhere you can send it to. I think he was just there to take credit for the bust. Yeah, maybe. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. When they when the FBI shows up, how did this guy die? I don't know, but. don't look at the autopsy too closely, or especially the one that's on the floor of his son. Uh, maybe he was there to clean up the crime scene, you know, because everything points to Jason St- to H. Oh yeah. All right. uh, Andrew, what's your five word review? Did you notice the um, okay. right off the bat credit at the top? It was a tough guy production, like T O F F. No. no, is that one of the yeah. production companies? I was like, oh, really? They're starting right off with a pun, or is there a tough uh, person? Like, oh dear. I thought that was funny. That just might be the name of the production. It company. Sounds like something uh, uh, Guy Ritchie would do. This, yeah, yeah. Well, like all these production companies are weird. Like they all have, to, they all have to have these weird Hello? names, and they're. I think we lost uh, Sean. Yeah, I think we lost them all. Is it... Oh no! Oh. Yeah, he's, he's really frozen. frozen now. He's definitely frozen now because he's blurry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Obviously, my recording is fine, power. so I'm going to pause. This. I have no idea where we are, and for those who uh, eventually hear this in the recording, I've lost internet. I'm using my cell phone as a uh, hotspot. Let's hope it holds out. Um, who hasn't given their five word review? Only one of us has. Yeah. Okay. I think- Okay, then Andrew, give us your five-word review. That's where we were. I was trying to throw to Andrew, and you couldn't hear me. And I thought, uh, oh, my gosh, September's being really rude. She's interrupting me on my own show. But then I realized <laughs> but then you couldn't hear me. That's why. All right, so, Andrew, what's your five-word review? Okay, I've got two. Um, another time-traveling Statham cardigan advertisement. 
<laughs> the man really loves him some cardigans. He really does. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the man sweaters in this uh, I have not seen since Mister Rogers, and with the big collar too. That those are nice. I'm gonna have to get some of those. Um, the other one I said uh, good movie in there somewhere. That's my Either. other. Uh, yeah, I just. I mean, I, I don't know if I was in a bad mood when I watched it, but. I tell you, the first 15 minutes of this, maybe 20 minutes of this movie, I hated. I hated every minute of it. Uh, the dialogue, I could not keep up. There were, nobody had a real name. Everyone had nicknames. And it was like every time you meet a character, you have to be introduced to them with their nickname. And uh, the uh, – uh, what's the guy? Uh, Bullet. Bullet, Yeah. yeah. He had to basically he was introducing the cast. I mean, literally, he was taking him on this tour of the of the uh, bank vault delivery station locker room, which I didn't realize that 600 people worked in in one uh, bank delivery system. But I guess they do at the depot there, <laughs> the Home Depot. Yeah. Um, but everybody just. That that bothered me, and then the dialogue I thought was awful at the beginning. It was all uh, oh, dick so jokes, bad. or um, it, I hate to. Well, I don't hate to say this. It just it was locker room talk is exactly what it was. The entire first fifteen minutes. Um, Thank you. Locker room You're talk. my favorite. And <laughs> I literally just, have in my notes. Casual misogyny is hilarious. <laughs> right. And yeah. I was just furious about it the whole time. And I even texted you guys as I was watching it. I think I might have been the first one to watch it and I, of the three of us. And I said, I hope this gets better or something like that. Now, I will say that it did get a little bit better as far as the, the, the plot and the storytelling. But... I thought the dialogue never got any better. I thought the characters never got any better. And I just didn't enjoy... I don't know if it was the actors. I don't know if it was the writing. I, I just... I don't know. Uh, it, it's fine. That's why I think there's a good movie in there somewhere. But... Uh, this one missed the mark on me. And Guy Ritchie... I mean, I like a lot of his stuff, but... Not this one. Interesting. Okay, that's fair. All right, uh, September. I have three. <laughs> I don't need to give them all to you, though. You can. Go for it. You wrote them. Uh, so uh, the first one was <laughs> bad guy killing worse guys. Yeah. Um, a convoluted hierarchy of villains, which I feel is something that some of us well, share. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Too. Yeah. No, you're, you're totally right with that. I was so confused. And you're not Tarantino. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it feels like he was trying to be edgy with that. And I also totally mm -hmm. agree. It was so hard to get into. I did watch it a second time. I watched it last Thursday and I finished it and I texted Sean that was a movie. <laughs> um, I really did not like it. It's just, I know they, they spent all their money on Statham apparently. Um, and yeah. 
Clint Eastwood's son. But uh, the the first voices in the movie, those are the worst actors I have ever heard in my life. Yeah, they were pretty bad. It's so wooden and and the lines are stupid and it's like that's just a bad note to, foot to start off on right like it's just like wow this is going to be terrible like you couldn't do another take or give them a piece of candy like it just <laughs> threw me right at the freaking beginning with that and then yeah the the <laughs> do, do do you really think big bad tough guys like, is it in the writing or is it, do they really act that way? Do they all just c- constantly call each other a girl to imply you're weak? I mean, it that seems so 1950s. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know this, this genre kind of came out of, you know, film noir, but it was so ch- hokey. And a lot of little nas- know, sloppy script stuff. Um when he goes home with Dana and they hook up and just so he can search her apartment for money and find out if she's the inside person. But then he, he throws the stuff on the bed and he's like, meet me in, what did he say? Meet me next door to go into her living room from the bedroom and yeah. have her come over. And he's like, meet me next door. And I'm like, does he live next door? What is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that line. I, I remember hearing that and I was like, what, is there a coffee shop next door? What, what's going on? And yeah, then, and then it was the living room. Yeah. And I like, forgot so about Nobody that. caught this? <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing it. I just, I didn't, it didn't click. Because I yeah, think I was did, just having such a bad time with the movie. It did get better. Um, like, some of the acting wasn't terrible. Uh, the guy who was Bullet was, was decent. And uh, Scott Eastwood was a good actor. Um and and some of the you know, some of it was a little more believable as far as just you could finally follow the story some but the best part of the movie was that cover of Folsom Prison Blues yeah by yeah. Biotech Cal mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, speaking of bad actors uh, Josh Hartnett I don't mind him in a lot of things but this one in the scene where their their truck is getting uh, held up. And bullet gets taken, right? And he like freaks out and starts to like cry like a little girl. No offense to all the little girls in the world. <laughs> well, about uh, what we, yeah, what we just talked about, but yeah, yeah. But it's terrible acting. It was just bad. Have you uh, ever been held hostage in an armored truck? Well, and then. And then uh, Jason Statham's reaction is he just turns to him and he's, you need to calm down. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It, we just had two extremes, you know? I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's supposed to emphasize that Hartnett is all bark and no bite. Yeah. And Statham is the other way around. Yeah, because like, he was so like overacting, though. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, like... Like has Hartnett done acting in the last ten years? Like I don't know, but it it felt like, I mean seriously, like he really, he's been no. missing for a while. Yeah, uh, I I haven't I haven't seen him since like what like Hollywood Homicide or something like that. You know, like it's it's Actually, been a 
Well, he's and I bit. he's done a thing called Die Hard, which is a it's like a series, and okay. then he's done Paradise Lost, which is another series. Oh, he yeah, he's doing say, stuff. Yeah, I, when I saw him in this, and then I realized once I realized Jason Statham H was trying to find an inside person, I thought he was a big enough named actor to be that person. Like I thought it mm-hmm. was going to be him on the inside because of his his stature or because he he's a bigger name than than everybody else in that uh in that place so that is why i don't know the movie did well i did not think it was bullet yeah so i did from the beginning did you i yeah yeah i didn't think it was him but i knew that it wasn't hartnett because I felt like it, it. All arrows were pointing to him, so it can't be him. Like right. that would be. I felt like that yeah. would be too on the nose. But I didn't expect it to be him. I honestly thought it was gonna be. Um, the, Gate the, guy. The, no, no, no. The the boss, not the owner, but the oh, boss. Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen yeah. him in other things. He's in other Guy Ritchie films, and he's mm-hmm. usually like. Like kind of a sleazy kind of a guy. I mean, I know he played Lestrade in the Sherlock Holmes films, and he's a legitimate good guy in those. But like, all I could think of him is like the bad guy from Hancock. Yeah. So as soon as I saw him in this movie, I was like, oh, he's Eddie Marsden. All right, Marsden, thank you. (coughs) He's the bad guy. But no. 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 All right, my five words. Does anybody else know? By the way, sorry. You're Um, fine. The Stuff with the gangsters freaking out about the drunk driver killing somebody's only son, even though it was obviously one of them, but it was an accident, so they were going to say it was a drunk driver. And then they just ran right into talking to H about his situation with his son getting killed. Is that just like a completely random thread that just got dropped and never picked up, right? Well, I think well, I mean, the only reason the bike. H was there was because the guy on the bike didn't make it to that job yeah. yeah like the the guy on the bike was what h his job was what he was doing basically right we okay. had to have a reason for for h to go to the you know okay the job Sloppy. yeah yeah i feel like yeah. that could have been done yeah. differently well it, it's a the, the way that they, they had to find a way to get him there because he doesn't want to be there right it's his time with his son mm-hmm. and the only way you can get him there is if it's a, a, a work thing that can't be, you know, he, he can't get out of. And so that's why he has to go and get the burritos and whatever. So that, that part I, I had, you know, of the complaints okay. we've had so far, that one's pretty low on my priorities. That's just me. <laughs> uh, okay. So my five words, uh, heist wrapped in some revenge. Yeah. And, this is kind of a bad joke, kind of a play. This is only going to work if you get it. If you don't, this is not going to be funny at all. But Transporter 5, slow but vengeful. <laughs> I'm playing on Fast and Furious with the mm-hmm. Transporter thing. That's the that's the play. Slow but vengeful. Uh, so this movie is kind of a slow burn. Uh, the things that I liked about this movie, I like the way the story is told. I like the jumping around. I like keeping... I like that I have to engage my brain because it's just a revenge film, right? Like, yep. I think you, like you said, if this was from, from A to B, you know, straight line storytelling, then it's just another Liam Neeson movie, right? 
Yeah. And you know, it's it's a it's a a less a lesser version of John Wick. So if we're going <sighs> to do a lesser version of John Wick, then we have to find a way to make it creative. And so we're going to do it with some some interesting storytelling. Now, what I was a little annoyed by, and we're, I have some other things that I liked, but I was kind of like, this is Guy Ritchie. So give me a Guy Ritchie film. Give me some weird slow-mo. Give me some weird, um, some weird character that you can't understand what he's saying. Like, <laughs> they did, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jason well, yeah. But <laughs> you I mean, wanted like, Boomhauer? <laughs> like, Boomhauer. I don't know. <laughs> You know, like Snatch, like give me, I want Brad Pitt from Snatch, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, King Arthur Legend of the Sword is a better film than this. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like I had a lot of fun with that movie because it's an ensemble cast and they all play off each other. Whereas this is just, there are, there are two characters in this movie. There's Jason Statham and then all of the douchebags around him, right? Like, cause they yeah. all suck. They all kind of just suck in their own <laughs> yeah. way, except for Eddie Eddie Marsden. But he's he's kind of a nice guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone agreed. She's deaf, yeah, or... so she gets very loud, and she doesn't understand that she's very loud. <laughs> so, can I ask a question? That you know, we've all kind of mentioned something that we feel like we missed somewhere. I, yeah. There's a character that I don't I don't really know who she was. <laughs> And that's Kirsty or Kirsty. I, I, I didn't catch her name exactly. The lady from but, Cheers? Uh, no. Oh, his <laughs> okay. fixer? His fixer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was she a part of the same group as, as uh, oh. Didn't she look like name. the wife? The wife of, uh, what's one of them? No, like she's no. She's just a fixer. She's just. um. So is she like a part of the FBI or with Andy Garcia yeah, somewhere? Yeah. I felt like she worked with Andy Garcia. Because that was like never really explained, was it? No. I mean, no. She's just, he needed passports and he needed fake docs, whatever. And he just knows a guy. And in this case, it's a lady. I feel like if if she had been a clear FBI character, I would have bought it better. I would have, I feel like it felt as part of the story more. I don't know. Yeah, because there was so much she out of place. did, and she talked about it coming in with something like, like the usual, mm-hmm. as if he did this kind of international, <laughs> like Mission Impossible or yeah. James Bond. Yeah. yeah, it 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 he he has a skill set that does make you think that he was trained, he was trained, and then just decided to become a crime a crime boss. Mm-hmm. And do this, he do his own thing, and but the uh, but the CIA just kind of keeps tabs on him, and maybe says, "Hey, this guy over here is a bad guy. We know you like to kill bad guys, so go kill a bad guy." Like I, I, I kind of feel like That's the a backstory, backstory is more, yeah, yeah, like the backstory is more interesting than just the revenge story we got. Like I almost feel like we want the backstory more, yeah, of this F, you know, yeah. this the CIA hitman, wet wet ops that decides that he's sick of the system and he wants to go into business for himself. And therefore he kills whoever he wants and robs whatever he wants. You know, like I, I kind of like that idea. Um, but I don't think that the movie did us any favors by not telling us all that stuff. Um, yeah. You guys were complained yeah. uh, about the opening scene. I love 
part of the opening scene. You're not wrong in that those two dudes are bad actors. The, I the love camera the work, fact though. that it's so good. I love we're yeah. in a fixed point in the back of the truck. We get very little information. Yeah, I really like that we we get to witness this crime because we're going to see it just... so many other times, right? Yeah, and and you get I, another yeah, no, piece. I'm right there with you every time. Yeah, you know what movie did this really well? What's that? Uh, is and it's not a great film, but I think the story was told really well, and that's Vantage Point with yeah, uh, that's Dennis Quaid. Yeah, um, because you see the same story unfold like five, six times. Um from different vantage points. And I, this sort of does the same thing. Um, and and the time jumps make it a little more interesting, I think. But Mm -hmm. that first scene, like you're saying it to me, that felt really, I mean, yes, I enjoyed seeing it after I, I appreciated it afterward. Does that make sense? Like as as I was experiencing it the first time, I didn't really like it or understand it. Sure, but yeah, because it the the bad acting makes the whole thing seem so forced. Yeah, that you don't notice all the little details that you know you can go, oh, that's different when you see the next piece get dropped in the flashback, another vantage point. Like, I, I just yeah, <laughs> like the. Because he couldn't back up, and then there's just that big crash, and I'm like, "What the mm. hell is happening?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's cool about when you find that out later what they did, but it's yeah, they, they took way too long for that reveal. Yeah, I don't know. I for me, I like the waiting. I, I felt like we had to earn it, and it, it gave. I think because we see the crime three times, basically. Mm-hmm. And or the the heist three times from three different vantage points, and I think I, I'm okay with having to wait to see you know, version two and then version three um, for that. That just for me personally, yeah. like, I'm okay with that because like I feel like we had to earn it, and then by the time we get it that third time where we see that it is Scott East, uh, Eastwood who kills his son and then puts you know three into him or whatever, it's like. Oh, now we get like all of the motivation and stuff like yeah. that, like why he's doing well, this. So. And I also, don't mind the weight, but I minded the pacing. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Also, like the they, first time we see it, we see the two armored guard guys just get mowed down outside the truck. Uh-huh. And and you don't get why. It looked like a cold-blooded, just, you know, yeah. uh, execution-style murder there. So it was interesting to me to see why they got shot. Um, and of course, Eastwood there being kind of unhinged to begin with, uh, being the one that ended up doing it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little annoyed by that though because if you're gonna pull the guards out, you're gonna take their weapons. There's no reason why that guard should have been allowed to keep his weapon. Yeah, like that's yeah. how that's how he ended up dying is because he had his weapon. I don't. That really annoys me. Is that that happened? That should mm-hmm. have never happened. I mean, if and, you just want to yeah. have if you just want to have Scott Eastwood be unhinged and just pop off and kill him, fine. Yeah. But like you're you're making the I mean I hate the victim blame here, but you're making <laughs> them die. I, well, I, am, I mean but, he has he has a freaking handgun versus you know automatic weapons. Well, that, yeah. that's not the point either. Like the point is no, is that, like, there's no chance. It, it's there, an idiotic move on his point. 
It, it is, but it's an idiotic move on both of their points, right? When they got him out of the truck, the first thing they should have done is disarm them. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying? Like if their intention was to legit not kill these men, because though they are, they are soldiers. They're now, you know, they're men that just are, 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 you know, thieves. Their mm-hmm. goal wasn't to kill these men, except for maybe Eastwood, who he's just looking for an excuse to shoot somebody. Cause, cause some people legit join the army just so that they can have yeah, that. Yeah. Not dismerging the army. It's a thing. Um, okay. You mentioned it earlier, Sam. You teased it when you uh, threatened to kill me with the, bla- the plastic bag over the thing. So yeah. <laughs> anytime I see that in a movie, I get so freaking anxious because you're actually doing that to an actor. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Usually the camera cuts away after a second or two because that gives them a chance to take the bag off. But like in this scene, it was it, it felt not. like a yeah. really long time. And all I'm thinking about is how are they preventing that man from actually suffocating? You know, is there a little hose in the back that's feeding him oxygen? Like, like is the bag not actually sealed? Like, is it kind of porous? Like. These are the things that I'm thinking about, and I'm not paying attention <laughs> to the movie because it's such a dangerous stunt. I mean, I've I've been you know, on film sets where we were shooting guns, but they all had blanks. But we you know there's lots of safety precautions, and obviously accidents happen. And we had squibs, and people were falling off of buildings. But I mean, we went through such precautions. I can't imagine the scene ever putting a plastic bag over an actor. And the actor being okay with it just seems so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that yeah. scene. Anytime I see that in a movie, it it always just unnerves the hell out of me. It really makes me uncomfortable every time. I think most of the cuts are really really quick in the that scene. Yeah. So I think it, they they created a. a an appearance of longevity that was not actually happening but from there the way was, there, it's edited together. There is one scene that's long. I mean, a, a scene's the wrong word. There is one take that's pretty long, and it's when they grab him out of the van by the feet. Yeah, and drag, drag him. him across. That felt like about 10 or 12 seconds, which is a long-ass time to have your face in a bag. You know, like, yeah. that's a long time, uh, especially when you're having to act like you're terrified. So, ugh, that scene just gives me the just really bothers me really does i mean seriously like the daniel craig nut punch scene from uh uh Royale, i can watch that all day you put a bag over his head i can't do it it just makes me so uncomfortable it really does something else that bothered me the uh i lost my train of thought oh um how many times does this company get robbed in just a like a year's time <laughs> like this is the worst company the insurance on it should yeah this, this is not doing real well i mean is everybody in in los angeles just robbing armored trucks what's what's going on here yeah i, I it's funny after the first one in the in the, the the first one that starts the movie and then we get five months later right and then the then like on statham's like first day on the job they get hit also and i thought <laughs> I was like, okay, this this movie can't possibly make us think, make us believe that that armored trucks are getting robbed every five minutes, right? I um, think those kind of robberies do happen in rashes, though. I think there's a copycat aspect. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know this because I know somebody who, who robbed an armored truck. Um, I really oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Only recently she was, her sentence was finished enough that she can do things like have <laughs> social media. Um, but, and, and, and because of doing some research on it, um, cause I was interested, but it, it's something people tend to copycat. Like, Ooh, that's a good idea. I could do that. Like, and you see them every day, you know, when you're out doing errands at the Walmart or at wherever, <laughs> and then people get it in their head. And I, I think they happen in spurts. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that too. Uh, and that's with most other crimes as well. Yeah. So it's the, and if they get away with it, you're going to target that place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they certainly did get away with it. But I mean, like those guys were very heavily armed. I mean, it was kind of amazing how much armament they were able to secure. I mean, I know these guys are ex-military, but like these guys were in full body armor. Like you can't just the, go to Walmart and buy that stuff. Yeah, like or even the army surplus store. I mean, they, that they army. Out. Yeah, that armor was nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 yeah. like Call of Duty, uh, you know, modern warfare juggernauts level stuff madness. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they paid to play. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, any uh, any other things that we want to hit on before I play some clips? How much oh, does wow. Scott look like his dad? No kidding. Holy right. crap. Yeah. I was like, I recognize that guy. Where do I recognize? Like, boy, he'd be a great Wolverine. Oh, no. Holy crap. That's Clint Eastwood's son. It has yeah. to be. And then I looked it up. <laughs> I, I would love yeah. to see. Yeah, I would love to see them remake some classic Clint Eastwood films with him. As oh, that'd character. be neat. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Good, Bad, the Ugly or some kind of Westerns or something. That'd yeah. Be cool. Or Dirty Harry or something. Yeah. I like that idea. Uh, yeah. Actually, the one thing I did want to mention was, uh, you know, so this movie has very little joy. And there's very little humor. I captured a little bit of some stuff that made me laugh. But for the most part, this movie has very... The only time I laughed out loud, though, was when I saw Post Malone. That was the only yeah. time I laughed. Because I was I like, oh! Eyes. I was like, oh, it's Post Malone. Like, he must be just... Like, Guy Ritchie must be just, like, a fan of his. And just said, <laughs> hey, are you in L.A.? We're shooting. Yeah, actually, I am in L.A. Hey, cool, why don't you come down and film set? I'll give you some lines. You can be a guy that gets shot in the face. You know, like... <laughs> Sure, why not? I, I feel obligated to say this movie does not pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> yeah. <let's> <laughs> By any stretch. Yeah, yeah. Though I, I uh, what was the movie that we did that had the Barkdale test? I can't remember what movie that we did. Where it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a dog quota or something like that. Anyway. Oh. Uh, all right, we ready for some clips? I have a few. Here. And I and I hope you can hear them. <laughs> We're gonna find out. Uh let's play actually I don't know if you will hear them now that I think about it. Uh well, we'll laugh and pretend that we do. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens if I do this. Who's a cock? You're a cock, Dave. I reckon our man here can pull those right off. He looks like he could handle a cock. Yeah, small hands. Makes me very popular, and you look good. What's that? He said, uh, I'm sure you'd win. At what? The pull-ups. 
Did you all hear that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. So that made me laugh. That was kind of a humorous thing. Like, you know, he, Josh, he and Josh Hartner are kind of getting into it. And it's like, it's that funny kind of thing where Hartner thinks he's the badass. And though mm. we, we, like, even though we haven't seen Statham be a badass yet, like, we all know that Statham could take him apart. But he backs down because he needs the job. And, and I also thought it was really clever where he's like, you need to, you need to, you know, pass with a 70% accuracy. And he got exactly 70%. That was so telegraphing of what was going on though. Yeah. Right. I was just like, Oh, oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, sp- speaking of that, uh, now I know Andrew has his game, but I-, I looked at some of the trivia and I thought this was actually really cool. Uh, Andrew, does any of your game have anything to do with the shooting range? No. Good. When H is <laughs> testing for the security job, the shots in the silhouette target are the same order as his son. Lungs, liver, lungs, spleen, heart. You know, huh. that's what I thought. That's I. No, at the end of the movie, I, I kind of remember yeah. the him hitting the seven or something on the target. It was the six. So. It was up in the shoulder. With the, the six. On the, yeah. But there, yeah, at the left side. There is so one. <laughs> there's one, though, that's not even in the body. Like he misses. Yeah, completely. he missed. Oh yeah, he yeah. missed on purpose though. Again, he seventy yeah. percent. He was going. If I'm going to fire ten shots, I'm going to make sure I only put seven in the body. I yeah. just, you know, he backs up the truck and then gets into the boxes a little bit. You know, just just enough. I just I always thought that was really funny. Like I also was curious, how do you score a seventy on the driving test? Like I feel like that's a pass fail kind of a thing, but I don't know. You don't uh, do the three point turn correctly. Yeah, you do a four and a half or something. I don't know. This is a long clip. This is kind of a long clip, but we've kind of we've kind of bagged on some of the dialogue and some of the whatever. I liked this dialogue. Y'all might disagree, but for something about this, I really just kind of enjoyed. Where'd you learn that technique? Spent a lot of time in supermarkets. Shopping. (laughs) I can picture it now. A paragon of modern man on a wild sojourn. Stalking down the aisles, hunting for Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts are not really my poison bullet. I prefer to lose myself in the dizzy food coma of synthetic cheese and impossible meat. What has the world come to? A direct line of evolution from Paleolithic man to a diabetic house husband. Harsh, but true. So I like that for several reasons. One, it's kind of showing Bullet that, okay, this guy is smarter than he lets on. Like, he's able to kind of hold a conversation. And, like, Uh it it kind of reminds, like, it it felt like that was the scene where Bullet realized, I can can use this guy later in, you know, in in his plans. Um, I don't feel like he uses him well, though. Well, no. No, when he tries to use him. Like, it wasn't so much of convincing him to help as I'm going to kill you if you don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he does say, well, what's in it for me? Like, your life. It, it would have been, you know, interesting if he would have taken the bribe, right? Like, well, what's yeah. in it for me? He's like, I'll, I'll throw you a thousand bucks to keep your mouth shut. Okay. Yeah, I felt, you know? I felt a little bad there was no money in that for him. Yeah. It's just like, you know, here you, you threaten his life. Yeah. You know, Let's sweeten the deal a little bit there, buddy. Like, even if you're lying I, to him. But they yeah, already, but like even 
established in a previous conversation that they didn't trust him to bring him in. They had a conversation in the bar, like just him yeah. and one of the other guys in the heist about how creeped out they were about him being super skilled <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, smart enough. And they were just like, scared of him. I do. But like, but also, I mean, in fairness, Satham saved Bullet's life. Yeah. So like, you know, Bullet could have been a little bit, you know, hey, you saved my life. So therefore... I'm going to help you out. I don't know. Oh, but. that's right. Because they were reacting to the fact that, the, <laughs> that one time they were getting robbed, the guys knew him and just ran when they ran saw away. him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was that was my uh, one of your middle names where I was like, why? Like, like that was so confusing when he, because obviously in the moment, we don't know that that's his crew. Then we later find out that it's crew. But like, right. is his crew just going about business of robbing armored trucks without his permission? And, or without telling him. Or without telling him, which yeah. either means that they're doing shady stuff under him, or that's just, you know, well, the boss is on vacation. We're just going to well, yeah. go do bad guy stuff because that's what we do. But, like, I don't understand why I don't just tell them, hey, guys, I'm going to be doing this thing. I'm going to be in this truck. Go do your stuff. Just leave me alone. Don't yeah. hit this truck. Just don't hit this truck. Don't hit this company. Go do whatever you want. But like, he lied to them. He told them he was going to London to right. take mm-hmm. vacation. But and why? Then he there went under no, deep cover. There was no reason to, other than to have this moment in the movie for us as the viewer to be confused. <laughs> well, and do we know at that point that his, it was his son that got killed, right? So We he... don't know that yet, no. As the audience, oh, okay. we don't know that yet. See, if we had known that at that point, then we could say, oh, well, he's you know, his team just thinks he's grieving and he needs to go be alone. Because the movie at this point t- makes us, we think, and at least I did, like, oh, he, the circles that he was in before, because we all know that there's something he was in before, they are part of that circle. And when they see him, they run away. So I didn't know it was his crew. I just thought mm-hmm. it was like, oh, wait a minute. That's. Like they hit the wrong truck. They they done messed up AA Ron. So it's time for them to go. But again, it was just I, I I still don't get why can't he just tell his crew this is my plan. Anyway, um, he doesn't trust anyone. <laughs> but that seems nope. weird. Like I don't know. It just seems weird. I mean, I understand if you're the crime boss, you keep things close to your vest. But like that one guy felt like he'd been with him a long time, where he could speak freely and uh i don't know i just felt yeah it 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 seemed it's the it does the thing in movies that i hate when actors or characters act out of character for the sake of the audience Uh yeah Mm -hmm. and it always kind of annoys me it's it's the hans problem it is the hans problem you're right uh go back and listen to our frozen 2 episode or whatever episode that was i don't remember which one it was the hans problem there you go uh, polar bears. Do you know why they called the Arctic the Arctic and the Antarctic the Antarctic? No, Dougie, I don't. That's why I pay for you. You really go to good schools. Artos means bear in Greek and means without. Hence, Antartos without bears. Up with, down with that. Goodness, rice cubes. Badness for polar bears. Time's the game start. 6.30.
There you go. Polar bears. I didn't know that. I hope that's real. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I just like the lines. That's um, good news for ice cubes, though. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a strange recording I have. This is actually a recording of uh, of Sam telling <laughs> his wife what he's going to do tomorrow now that he doesn't have anything to do for work. Wake up late, watch TV, drink a beer and watch more TV. Maybe convince Ma to give me a few bucks so I can buy more beer and watch TV until I'm drunk enough to fall asleep. Did I mention yeah. I watch TV? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, there's something coming up in that clip that I did also take a note of of how overwrought the soundtrack is very often in this movie. Like in that conversation, I mean, they're basically sitting around, they're deciding they're going to start doing bad stuff, but they're just sitting around shooting the shit and the music is like ominous (laughs) for no reason. They're hanging out in the kitchen, having a beer. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like the soundtrack was constantly trying to make us uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, like he was always amped up and like 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 Who he like you said. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, look here. Zimmer has done some of his other work before, but I don't know who did this one. I don't know. Somebody will find out. Well, I played this last one. Sweetheart, what about the kids? Yeah, feed them first. Bad animals, bad. <laughs> so even then, even that's a that's supposed to be kind of a funny moment, which is why I captured it. But that music, that 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 tense music yeah. is still there, you know. Just sweetheart, what about the kids? Yeah, feed them first. Bad animals, bad. I mean, why? It, it's not, and it doesn't do a service to like you're trying to show the contrast of this guy having a normal day birthday party with his family. It would have benefited from just having room normal noise instead of constantly being so dramatic. (laughs) Christopher Benstead is this guy's name. And his, uh, his IMDb photo is him playing the cello, which I think is like 90% of this music is just him playing the cello. Uh, So he has done such films as uh, not, uh, let's see, he did The Gentleman, which was just a few years ago, Wrath of Man, uh, something called Rupture, and something coming up called The Interpreter. And that's it. Huh. So he's he's new to the game. He was, uh, he's yeah, he's new to the game. He's, <laughs> he's done other stuff, right? He's done, like, uh, music editor and uh, for a bunch of other stuff. Oh, he was, damn. He was assistant to the main composer for Sahara. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Music edit, assistant music editor for Kingdom of Heaven, assistant music editor for Aragon, Last Legion, 10,000 BC, uh, Thor. He did Thor. He did music editor huh. for Thor. Nice. So, yeah, the guy's got some, you know, he's, 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 he's working. He's doing his thing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's not a place they cut corners like with those first two actors. <laughs> no, I mean, again, like you know, Guy Ritchie does Sherlock Holmes and he gets Hans Zimmer. Yeah, he does. He does this movie and gets uh, the dude that I just said that's got five credits to his name. 
<laughs> so, by the way, Antarctic does actually mean no bears. Oh, it's where the nice. name came from. But the bears oh. are not referring to like polar bears. It's referring to constellations. Because oh. they only appear in the northern hemisphere, the, the big bear and little bear things. Oh, neat. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't okay. know that. That's cool. And, and it's funny how it makes sense both ways. Yeah. So. Cool. It does. Uh, that's it. This is time for our uh, game. And our game this week is being sponsored by... Hey, it's Ebony, and you may know me from such podcasts as The Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsome. But did you know I also have a solo podcast? That's right, the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast with one episode on short life stories of the sweet and sour variety and the other Mental Health Mondays to be your guide to everything mental health and more. So grab your nuggies and follow us at SSNuggiesPod on both Twitter and Instagram. Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods and more. Now readily available for your listening pleasure. All right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This game is called Hey, Did You Notice? This is a game where Andrew will ask us really ridiculous hard questions about the movie. <laughs> and did you notice within the movie, uh, there will be five questions. It's a back and forth kind of game. Uh, our guest, September, will go first. If you get the question right, you get a point. If you get the question wrong, the opponent or the other person gets to... Uh, take the guess. Sam, are you going to play, or do you want me to do it? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll try. All right. September, you're up. All right, September, how much money does Dana find and then take and store as a retirement fund? $125,000. That is correct. Oh, nice. dang. That's for <laughs> September. I had that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually really bad at these games. I can't believe I remembered that <laughs> um sam after yeah. a violent incident the company uh therapists recommend it uh, sorry uh the uh, depot vault yeah, company yeah, whatever yeah, that's yeah. called yeah. yeah uh the company therapists recommend employees being off taken off the frontline duty for how long 30 days i believe isn't it that is correct one month or longer is what they Woo-hoo! say Nice. Good job. Right, so that's one to one. Wow. All right, September, we go back to you. At the beginning of the film, when Bullet is showing H around and showing him to the locker room, he hands him a key to his locker. What was his locker number? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well. Yeah, this is the level of question. Uh, that oh, man. I, uh, 76. <laughs> that's not correct. Sam, do you have a guess? Uh, I would guess an eighty-five. It was fifty-nine. Ah, oh. oh, Luke Keekley. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. We, we're in the two-digit range. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. This one goes to you. All right. Dougie and his father are stopping to get burritos. Uh, well, really going to a heist, but they. H says they're going to get burritos. What's the name of the food truck? where he picks up the burritos. Which, by um, the way, is a real food truck in Los Angeles. Um, is it uh, uh, Los, Los Tacos? <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> correct. Uh, September, you have a chance to steal. Do you know? 
all right, let me think. It was it was fusion. It was American Mexican fusion. I remember because I was trying to see the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I want a food truck. It's a dream. Okay. I'm I'm uh, actually gonna oh, go ahead. So yeah, I don't know. It, it, fusion go thing. I don't. I, I'm gonna give go ahead and give you the full point because you have the words there. It was actually called Go Fusion Grill. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so a point nice. for you, Sam. You have a chance to tie it oh, up here. Dear. Okay, here we go. I got it. All right, and then I have a tiebreaker if needed. Um, Dougie is shot six times uh, in four organs. Two of the organs he has shot twice in each. Two of the organs he shot once in each. What two organs was he shot once in? Holy crap. This is like a really bad math problem. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the spleen and the, the lungs. That is not correct. Oh, it. September. The spleen and the heart. That is also not correct. What? <laughs> They're uh, so he was, small. <laughs> he was shot once in the spleen, which okay, you guys so did get that one. one. Yep, yep. And once in the liver. liver. He was shot twice in the lung oh. and twice in the heart. So now we have to go to sudden death here. Wait, no, she wins. No, no, she wins. Two, two to one. Oh, to oh one. is it two to one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I had to, track I had to get it right to, to get it to go. Okay. Well, I still want to ask this sudden death question. It's <laughs> uh, fine. Just yeah. because uh, we'll just ask September because I have a feeling that us music folks probably know what is the ringtone of H's cell phone? Uh, Ride of the Valkyries. Yes, that's correct. All right. <laughs> nice. Well, you won anyway. There you go. So one of the ones I thought you were gonna pick up on was during the the explanation heist uh, montage. Mm-hmm. Um. All of the vehicles are represented by matchbox matchbox cars, except which vehicle? Ooh, ah, I didn't well, catch they, that one. They wrote um, uh, uh, the Escalade on one, right? right. Yeah. And they wrote but it Popo was, it, on the others. Yeah, but yeah. they were, but they were actual matchbox cars. But one of them wasn't a car. Which one? Oh, that was. Next? Oh, that was the SWAT vehicle. No, it's a car. It was the truck. truck that it, was there a truck? Yeah, it was a little toy truck, but the uh, the Prius to the escape was a battery. Uh, <laughs> oh my I didn't gosh. even notice that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, oh, my no. wife. Now I have a second that. favorite thing about the movie. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> wife noticed that, and she thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I did read this other piece of trivia, which I think is really weird, is at and at early development of this film, Sandra Bullock was attached to star. I, I don't know for what. Here. Yeah. yeah, she would have been I guess she, Statham's she would, character. No, she would have been in one of the. Um, <laughs> she might have been in the the job in the. Um, she might have been back. the fixer. But that's that's a small role for Sandra Bullock. Yeah. You need to have her. Yeah, maybe she, she would have to... been the FBI guy. Maybe she would have been the Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, yeah, still feels like a. Anyway, it's fine. Time for this. Uh, no time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Time for our top three. So, if you're listening and you watch us, follow us, I should say, not watch us, but follow us on Twitter, then you think our top three is Jason Statham movies. However, 
after I post that, I found out that not all of us have seen a lot of Jason Statham movies. So we're going to do heist movies for us, but Twitter uh, gladly participated in Jason Statham movies. So we'll, 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 I'll give a few shout outs to that. Uh, Sam. Oh. <laughs> well. Okay. For a moment, I thought I'd lost <laughs> internet again. So No, no. September, why don't you go while Sam fixes his his uh, thing? Okay, so heist movies, I would my my choices are weird, I guess, but I, sneakers, yes, is right up there. Oh, I, I love me some sneakers. Yeah, sneakers are I, great. I, and thinking about it today, I was like, I'm gonna watch that again. That will that will cleanse this movie from my <laughs> watching palette. Um, I did how how twice, many of us would wow. walk across a room and try not to uh, set the the motion alarm off too? Right? No kidding. From directly from that movie. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Um, hackers. Um, okay. I I love the movie Hackers, and I consider it. it it's very heisty. It's got all those hijinks. Um, in it of having to you know sneak yeah. around and then different organizations and bad guys and and they have to pull off this this serious hack to you know save save everyone uh, and hack the planet and stuff. <laughs> it's like that great that great hacking movie. Um, oh, what Sword, was it? Swordfish. Swordfish. Yeah. It's, per- it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I was like, I'm so attached to hackers. Um, so I was having a lot of trouble with a, a, a number three because can I can I use a TV show? Sure, sure. Guests Mr. pretty Robot. much can do whatever they want them to do. Okay, so, Mr. Robot. I, Mr. Robot. You know that's on my list of shame. I, I'd like to try. Yeah, same here. Right. I mean, I've it's, it's, really it's Slater just doing heists all the time. Every show, it's what he does, and <laughs> he's a perfect cast for that. Um, but I mean, there's an overall goal, you know, to change the world and everything, and he's mad. Um, so also, yeah, good part for Slater. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. All right. Interesting. I almost picked Office Space. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, that's one too. Yeah. 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 Oh wait. Parts. You can have some comedy. It doesn't have to be all everybody shooting each other all the time to have a good heist. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to derail our segment here, but uh, I forgot something really important. Okay. So our our army guys, they're they're doing this heist. They've planned everything out, and at the very end, Bullet is taking the money with uh, Eastwood, and there's only two ATVs. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. them to for them to drive out to the to the getaway. I feel like that was a plot hole. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail us, but or or maybe it they was were something going I to, forgot to mention. To walk away on a different way or split up at that point. I don't well know. there was there was two cars as getaways. There was the Prius and the pickup truck. So there was right. intention to have more people. So I guess you just if you if you're expecting at least four, then you double up on the four wheelers. Mm-hmm. Right, but they, they started with yeah. with more than four, though, right? Six, well, yeah, there's, there's six plus yeah. plus bullet. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was so sorry, that, seven. that bothered me. Yeah, well, it's like uh, 
it's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? Every vehicle that they take only fits enough people that they need. Right. <laughs> like, like as if Wonka knew that they would be losing people throughout the tour. Oh, I'm sure he did. Oh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. he did, too. Yeah. Sorry, okay. back on track you're, now. Yeah, you're fine. Sam. All right. Now that I'm back, um, I've got my number three is Ant-Man. All right. Yeah. My number two is an often overlooked movie, Inside Man. Yeah, that's a good movie. Just good stuff. And my number one is uh, one of my favorite movies, Inception. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that oh. almost made my list, too. Yeah, very good. Okay, uh, I will do my, my three. And that is, I, I did my honorable mention of Sneakers. Because uh, I love that movie also. It, it makes me so happy. Uh, I kind of, well, I basically did Jason Statham slash uh, heist kind of movies. So my number three is Death Race. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not really a heist movie, more of a, just a getaway movie. But I kind of like that movie. It's dumb fun. And it's not like my top, it's not really my my third favorite Statham movie, but it's it's kind of up there. I like it a lot. Number two, The Transporter, the first one. Just good classic, you know, getting driving cars and you know stuff. And then number one, the Italian job. Hands yeah, and Rob. that's another good one too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Sticky John. <laughs> I am the real Napster. All right. Twitter gave us a bunch of great answers, and I didn't have any. Oh, I forgot you go. <laughs> How do I forget you go, be, you, you go before Twitter? Andrew, what are you for? I, look, you can kind of let, allow me to have a little bit because tonight's been weird. Andrew, That's what are true. you for? That's true. <laughs> I have Reservoir Dogs at number three. Uh, Blue Streak at number two with uh, Martin, Sh- not Martin Short. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Martin Lawrence, sorry. <laughs> that would have been a different movie with Martin Short. Um, and then number one, I have Rogue One. Oh, that's a great oh, one. Yeah, I forgot about Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, in this case, it wouldn't have mattered because you're not going to have anywhere close to the same. Because Twitter gave us guy or um, Jason Statham movies. So our good friend who was on the show a few weeks ago, Trip Rogers, who was also uh, America's Next Top Podcaster contestant, Mechanic, Expendables, and Expendables Two, Two Idiots and a Dog says, Transporter, Death Race, The Meg. Uh, ben Buster, who we've also had on, Crank, Italian Job, Wrath of Man. Uh, let's see, Screen Nerds Podcast says Transporter Expendables, Wrath of Man. Uh, let's see, My Game Ace 85 says Transporters, The Bank Job, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I'm going to scroll down through a few others because these are all pretty much the same. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Chance. Let's see. Chance Whitmore 5 says Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Sherlock Holmes. So I think he thought Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie was, movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's okay. Um, but I couldn't do this without saying this one. Good for a uh, friend of the show, Ebony, at, at Ebony6 on Twitter, who's going to be on our show in a few weeks. She is our uh, Australian listener. She said, quote, the Italian job, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, and the transporter. And any film where he just looks at only me through the camera and says, Hello, Daddy. 
<laughs> there you go. Nice All right, Ebony, Ebony, that was just for you. I hope you enjoyed that. Hello, Daddy. She wanted it in a nice voice. Uh, I felt like Andrew just was was more uh, fit for the uh, better cast than myself. All right, <laughs> time for this last little segment here. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the the movie a score. We give this movie a score from zero to ten. With zero being really, really bad and 10 being really, really good. I don't know why I feel like I need to explain that. I just did. Um, Andrew. IMDb has a 7.1 for this film. And I can't I can't go that high. I'm going to give this, uh, just for the dialogue alone, uh, I, it's enjoyable. And I probably would watch it again. And I may even enjoy it more the second time around. Um, but I'm going to give this a 5.9 cardigans out of 10. Okay. You went with his locker number. I like it. Yeah. Uh, September. Oof. Uh, yeah. I'm going to just, yeah, five. All right. That's fine. I, I watched it twice. It was better the second time and it's still only getting a five i will <laughs> never watch it again and i will <laughs> recommend it to most people <laughs> all right that's fair <laughs> sam i apparently enjoyed this more than most um i gotta give this a good 6.98 out of 10 i i thought it was fun yeah it had its problems yeah it, it started slow but i think it really ramped up by the end and and uh i was completely off my computer, off my phone for the final 30, 45 minutes of this movie. So, um, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I liked it too, actually. Um, as much as I did kind of rail on it earlier as well, I, I had a good time with it. I think it gets a little bit extra because it's a Guy Ritchie film. Um, I, I, it disappointed a little bit because of how much I love some of his other films. But I still had a good time with it. So, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Uh, yeah, 6.5, giving us a nice round number of 6.095. I think that's pretty fair mm-hmm. for this for this movie. Uh, this is now where I say, September, it's been such a pleasure. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and your shows, because you have like 13 that you do. <laughs> well, not 13, but I am doing a handful right now, uh, which is good, because, you know, I can be a handful. Uh, if anyone wants to find them, just go to 9of12.com. That's N-I-N-E-O-F-1-2.com, and you can find all of my stuff there. Cool. And, uh, yeah, not 9 of 12. It uh, apparently took Scott Johnson a really long time to understand what that meant, which is really funny. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> <laughs> because you've explained it at least three times that you've been on the show. It's really great. I yeah. love it. <laughs> well, it is to be ab- fair, it took me a minute. Someone like wrote me a note. I took a message at my apartment, addressed it to nine of twelve, and I was like, and I knew it was for me because of the context of the message. And I was like, but what? Wait, he's like, it's you, September. And I was just like, cool, and also sounds like a great board name. And to the internet. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Speaking of Borg, I forgot to mention our Star Trek connection. The actor's name is Babs. Ooh, 
Olasamokun. His character Ooh. name was Moggy. He was one of the uh, Jason Statham henchmen. He was the, I guess he was the black guy that was the henchman for Jason Statham. He is the doctor in the new series, Strange New Worlds. And he's really good in it. And that show is awesome. Strange New Worlds. Uh, it's really good. Very good. Yeah. So there's our uh, Star Trek connection. I was, as soon as I saw him on screen, I'm like, hey, it's the doctor in Mbaga. It's great. Uh, that's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that uh, this sounds uh, decent enough because uh, I have no idea how Skype is going to record this, but we'll uh, we'll all find out. In the meantime, go to facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews or don't go there. Go to cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find <laughs> links to all of our other social media places. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. Next week, we are doing our 400th episode. It is a trivia competition. We're bringing back 11 celebrated guests that have been on the podcast. Battle of the Cheap Seat Reviews All-Stars. We're going to have questions that are rather difficult and a lot of fun. There's going to be a, a three rounds of questions. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting, and I hope that it actually does work. Uh, next week episode 400 because i've never had 14 people on a call before i have no idea how this is going to go i'm very excited for it it's going to be a, a lot of fun one way or the other With that all having said on behalf of september andrew and sam this is sean saying thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next week for the 400th episode This is Cheap Seat Reviews.